All right, welcome back in. It is hour three of the Clay Edwards Show, or as we like to call hour three on Mondays, the whole story health hour with my co-host, Miss Allison Noe. Uh, got our guest in studio with us as well today, uh, Mr. Brower Myers. He's a type one diabetic. We're going to tell uh, his story, his health journey, how he took control of his health. And I uh, always love a good inspirational story of somebody losing 80-plus pounds or so. So really, really, really looking forward to that. Uh, just in closing, because I had a bunch of texts at the end of that last hour from Mike Madison. Mike will be back on tomorrow, 7 a.m. with me. I consider this an emergency, what we're going through here. I mean, this is a this is like a, a, a financial Katrina about to hit America, an earthquake of sorts. And uh, Mike is very, very well-versed in it. So we're going to have him back on discussing the pending financial crisis and uh, what you can do, what you should do. But at the end of the day, I don't think there's anything you can do, but you just need to be ready. Stock up like a prepper would. Because uh, when the money, when, when the dollar falls and, you know, what are you going to, what are you going to have to barter with if it ain't money? Is it going to be food? Is it going to be supplies? Um, they figure that out. So not to be all doom and gloom here in the second, here in the third hour, but uh, we had a bunch of texts about that. So tune in tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. And I will have that podcast uploaded as a separate podcast. Actually, all three hours today will be uploaded as three different shows because they're all three completely different hours. All right. In the studio, Allison Noe and Brower Myers. Brower, that's a cool name, man. Yeah, thank you. That was my mom's, um, my mom's last name before she got married. So I dig it. So yeah. you have your mom's maiden name as your first yeah, name. that's it. That's cool, man. Oh, wow. My, mine would be Shoemaker. Yeah. Shoemaker Should I name Edwards. my kid Noe? That's what I was called growing up anyway, Noe. No, Noe but, at all? No, yeah, I was called that too quite a bit. Still am. <laughs> um, and speaking on what you were just talking about, uh, it's when we think about our health, you know, Mike was just in the studio. I caught him at the very end of y'all show and we were talking off air. This will directly impact your health. Um there we're going to talk more about this on a different show but there is a lady out there with good intentions who is trying to help people budget and spend $35 a week on groceries from the dollar store but everything she's recommending comes in a box and when we are financially strapped or come across some kind of economic crisis what are we going to do for health and i'm learning that so many people around me now have chickens in the middle of a neighborhood or they're growing a vegetable garden you can grow a garden a hydroponic garden uh, and all these little neat gardens in an apartment so um don't wait like I have. I have not started this process. Luckily, I have family that has. But now's the time to start um, learning how to grow your own food in some capacity. Because if you are relying on boxed food from a dollar store, you're not going to last very long anyway. You know, your health is going to deteriorate very quickly and then you're really going to be dependent on a broken system so again not to be doom and gloom but it's just something we have to think about imagine imagine having a health emergency in a collapsed society right it's a, it's a death it's a death certificate it, you're exactly right and it's not if it's when yep. you know when this takes place a lot of people will not have the knowledge or will not have pre-prepared enough and they will be reliant um on you know low quality food or food that is edible that won't kill you instantaneously but it's killing you again i can't say that enough it do, make no mistake if this is your primary source for your diet 
and it's coming out of a box, you you are dying. Oh, it's procrastinated suicide. Yeah, yeah. It, it absolutely is. I talked on the show the other day about uh, the 10 things men do to, to ruin their lives on a daily basis. And one of those things, other than uh, physical health, is the, the, the procrastinated suicide of uh, working in a job that you hate mm-hmm. just to pay the bills. Uh, a little part of you dies every day when you're not happy. You nailed it. You, and you've asked, how do you manage stress? You know, that's so nuanced. Mm-hmm. One of the things that you have to think about and look at is what is, what is your daily, what does your daily life look like? And if it looks like going to a job that keeps your cortisol high all day, every day, which is going to impact insulin, which will, again, this is, this all, they all run together. Um, but I've had to have car, hard conversations with clients. Maybe it's time to make a career change and I can't decide that for you. And I understand there's a lot that goes into that, but you're exactly right. That, that's huge. You know, you have to, you have to chase peace, not ignorance, but peace, um, whatever that looks like for you. Yeah. I, I was talking with a friend the other day who's done well financially, but he's worked. You know, I know I work 12 hours a day, but I don't care how early I start. As long as I'm off by six mm-hmm. and I got the nighttime to decompress and yeah. stuff, I, the early start, still working 12 hours a day, don't bother me if it's 6A to 6P. Right. But you know, when you go to work at say nine o'clock yeah. and you don't get off till nine or 10 o'clock at night, and, but you're making a lot of money, but you, you're working six days a week. You're, you're the grind, no grind, no shine lifestyle. Right. Don't get me started. And you know, you've got a bunch of nice things. You got some money in the bank, but you don't get to enjoy none yeah. of it. I, I think I'm way more content and happy in this place where I live a little, I wouldn't say I live paycheck to paycheck, but you know, close to it, but I have my freedom yeah, somewhat and I'm not in a constant state of fight or flight. Right. And I just feel like I'd rather be happy my whole life than well off at the end of my life that I might not make it to. Right. And there, and you know, I, I love what I do and I understand that not everybody can be this passionate about what brings their, their income in. Um, and that's okay, but it's having, setting those work boundaries, you know, and you, you do have to grind for a certain period of time. My process of going back to school at 30 and then going to get my master's and, and working. And I mean, it, it, there were 16 hour days very often. And when I was with friends or family, I was never with them because my mind was on my research and all the, you know, Brower knows he's a nursing student right now. And we'll, we're getting to you, I promise. But, um, that I, I was never present. In my life, those 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 years of being going back to school, they were wonderful. They taught me so much, but they are almost as blurry as my years before sobriety. Yeah, my first ten years in the car business was my my grind time, yeah. and it, it gave me the skill set to be able to do what I'm doing right. now. To where I could, I mean, don't get me wrong, I would always love to make more money. Yeah, I, you know, I, I encourage making all the money money that you can. But not at the complete expense of your personal life and your health. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, do what you have to do for a time with the goal of so that I can spend more time with family, you know, and, and that, that can be hard, you know, because society and school, um, academia sets us up to grind and not have work boundaries and get that email from our boss at 9 p.m. and answer it and never shut your phone off. And and that's something that I have the luxury of doing now. I cut work off at a certain time and I'm just simply not available. Well, I love the people I work with, but we have a work group text. I cut the notification. Actually, mm-hmm. the notifications stay off on it all the time, but I will check it during the yep. day. When I get home at work, you know, unless I get a direct text from the boss man, 
you know, I'll obviously answer that. He's a right. friend of mine. Right. But the work group text, there's nothing going on in there that I need to see. Yeah. After six o'clock. Yeah. We have yeah. a, I had all of my clients cause they, t- they check in every day. I want to be accessible to them because my, the, the journey that they are on is difficult and I want them to get answers. Um, but I eventually, I had to move them from my personal cell to a texting app. And it's not that they were trying to be invasive, but I, I want you, Hey, when that question comes up, go ahead and send it in. Just understand if it's after six, it won't get answered until the next day after eight, you know, yeah, so. you, you, you had to create some, some work, uh, personal life yeah boundaries boundaries and and they appreciate that they get it every time i start a new client i'm like i'm not available on the weekends and they're like i get that you need a weekend just like i need my weekend so people are respectful if you practice what you preach you're way more believable yeah true you know you'll you'll garner more respect from them like this saturday for instance um i was off work at three o'clock i was at shuckers by four for the crawfish bowl my uh my sister and brother-in-law came my daughters came you know, I was with a friend of mine and got to enjoy that, where if I was still uh, working for one of the big car lots, and God bless them, I did it for 10 or 12 years, I'd have been at work till 6, 7, 8 o'clock Saturday night, wouldn't have been able to break away. I know there's some people listening to this, and I'm like, you worked on a Saturday? Well, you know, that that's the life I chose. Yeah. But still, if I'm off work by 3, I'm really, that's a half day. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's cool. So I, I, those are the sacrifices that I made uh, financially so I could do stuff like that. Right, right. And uh, I feel a lot better. I'm, I'm healthier than I've been in decades and uh you know along along i go yeah a part of part of your health journey is getting very clear on what's important to you and mo- i i didn't know that until i was 35 i had no idea and and so take some time with yourself which nobody wants to stop and do but take some time with yourself and get very clear on what's important to you and then start um, creating a life that allows you to prioritize those. Nobody else will be able to prioritize what's important to you. You have to do that. And your health will be impacted positively if you do so and negatively if you don't. Yeah, I mean, it was like one of the other things you know, to re- re- relieve the cortisol and to allow me to do this. I looked at things in my life financially. I didn't need, I didn't need a, I didn't need to make a five, six hundred dollar truck note every month. Right. You know, I didn't want to be tied to that. I didn't want to be tied to a two thousand dollar home mortgage. I, I would rather rent, you know, because it just fits me better. Because I don't want to be long term tied to anything where I, where it has to make me a prisoner to a job I'm not happy with. Right. You right. know, and that opens up so many more opportunities for happiness and health and everything else. Uh, let's do this. Let's go ahead and take a break. Come back and we'll get started with your guests. Yep. Sounds great. All right. This is the Whole Story Health Hour on the Clay Edwards Show with Allison Noe. We'll be right back on 103.9 WYA. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. This is our Whole Story Health Hour uh, with Allison Noe and with her Whole Story Health as well as this segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at Gracie South Jiu-Jitsu and Kickboxing. Hey, look, you may be asking, uh, what do they offer over there? Well, they offer adult jiu-jitsu uh, taught under Hoist Gracie Black Belt Chance Shepherd. They also have fitness kickboxing. That's a great non-monotonous workout. If uh, you want to get in great cardiovascular shape and you don't want to have to stand on a treadmill or an elliptical to do it, staring, standing in one place, get into kickboxing and you learn a little self-defense as well. Also, they have a kid's jiu-jitsu. Uh, it'll help them with confidence, mental focus, and a little bully prevention, as well as they offer a women's-only self-defense course taught by a female instructor and a no-male intimidation environment. That's Gracie South Jiu-Jitsu and Kickboxing located at two different locations for you. One of them is on Ridgecrest Drive in Madison, and the other 
is in is in Fairmont Plaza in Pearl. You can check them out online at GracieSouth.com. And if you your first week is free, and if you mention that you heard it on the Clay Edwards show, you get twenty percent off your rate moving forward. So one free week and twenty percent off by mentioning this show. So check it out, GracieSouth.com. All right, Allison, uh, I'll pass it over to you and your guest here. Perfect. Um, I did want to, before we get started with Brower, um, just let the women out there know if you are struggling with some hormone or, or metabolic dysfunction, high blood sugar, you know, hypertension, anything like that. Um, I have a couple of slots left for my spring cohort, and I've had several women um, hear, hear us on the show and reach out. So don't hesitate to shoot me a message if you want to hop on a call and see if I'm the, the person that can help you get your health back in check. So, um, all right, Brower. So I'm so excited to have you in today. I met with your mom and we were talking about a lot of things and she was just so energized by our conversation because of what y'all have been through. So you were diagnosed with type one diabetes at six years old, right? Yes, I was April 1st, 2006. I was, was diagnosed with type one diabetes. Okay. And, and break down for us real quick. Um, what the difference is between type one and type two, just what you just told us earlier. So the simple way that I try to break it down for just anybody that I talk to is type one is where your pancreas in your body does not produce any insulin at all. It doesn't work. Um, you've actually had um, internal damage to your pancreas and it doesn't work. But with type two, your pancreas doesn't um, doesn't function properly due to your lifestyle, due to a numerous amount of factors that can be fixed by how you live, how you, how you live your day-to-day life. And that's the, that's the two main big differences between a type one diagnosis and a type two diagnosis. Right. Good. Yeah. So, um, a lot of people understand that type two diabetes is as a result of lifestyle. And then a lot of people don't. Um, and when they hear that diagnosis, they think they're helpless. Um, and they're not, you can reverse type two diabetes. If you, if you start when you, you know, you get that diagnosis, um, Type 1 diabetes is not reversible. However, the reason that I wanted to have you on the show is it also does not mean that you have to succumb to a life of poor health. And that's kind of the journey that you struggled with and were on. Um, you weren't feeling well. You, you know, your weight had escalated and um, you uh, just kind of felt stuck until you did it and you started making some changes. So um, both type 1 and type 2, you can actually... Um, reverse the symptoms of and get healthier with a lot of the same mechanisms. So tell me a little bit about how your journey was going um, before you made the lifestyle changes, how you felt, what you were experiencing. Uh, fill us in on that. Absolutely. So I remember, you know, growing up after being diagnosed, both my parents, um, they they quickly became um, diabetic expertise. Yeah. And so they... Um, you know, they learned and they provided the best care for me when I was growing up. And, you know, I remember a big change happened um, when I started driving. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I got a little bit more responsibility. I got a little bit more. It be, my life became mine, really. Mm-hmm. And um, so I started taking more control of it and, um, you know, not making the, the best decisions, not um, checking my blood sugar as often as I should have. Um, there would be days without a blood sugar check and, um 
you know, just living irresponsibly. Just being you know, a just being a, a normal sixteen year teenager. old teenage yeah, boy, yeah. Absolutely. So and um I never really reaped any consequences of that time frame because I was active. I was in school, I was playing baseball, and so I was active. Um didn't really those those effects didn't start happening until college. Mm-hmm. And so college came and I wasn't wasn't I mean, I was focused on strictly my studies and um going to school and still living that lifestyle that I was living before, but I just wasn't active. So, so when um, you say living that lifestyle, break that down a little bit. Are you talking about your your nutrition choices so primarily? We're talking probably seventy five hundred calories a day, um, just an excessive amount of food, and not giving myself insulin for it. Um, just kind of going with the flow of things, eating what I wanted, when I wanted. A lot of fast no, food. No, ma- yeah, fast food. No matter what it was, no matter when it was, if I was hungry, I ate. And so. Um, college came and I wasn't active. I wasn't playing baseball anymore. And so the weight started started accumulating. I started seeing the scale climb, 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 and um, just feeling real, real sluggish, you know, just not enjoying life um, to the fullest. And you never know how you can feel mm. until you get out of your routine. And so I remember in the midst of it, in the midst of me eating whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted, I didn't necessarily feel bad in that moment, but it wasn't until I got out of it that I thought, oh, man, this that was ridiculous. Yeah. I felt awful compared to how I feel now. Yeah. Once that I've taken control of, you know, your of my health. So, I, think, I think one of the biggest problems is people uh, that as you uh, I speak for myself here, I went from being in OK shape to being in absolute terrible shape. And I, I remember how long it took me when I first got started on my fitness journey about five or six years ago. I was working out a lot and remember just all the struggles and strains and how long it took to see a difference and all this stuff. And I was intimidated by that when I was starting back. I was like, I just don't want to have to start over again. I, one of the most defeatist things I could ever say that I took part in was uh, just being scared to start because I knew it was going to take a long time to get to where I wanted. So I was like, I think I'd rather just be fat than have to go through that struggle again. And thank God, you know, that I broke that. Yeah. But I think that's a big problem a lot of people have is they know that the journey ahead is going to be a long one. But then I always talk about just get one year down the road, just that one year down the road, one year, one year, one year, so much can change. Uh, it, Lord willing and the creek don't rise. You're going to be here in that year down the road. You, are you going to be, are you going to be fat you or are you going to be healthy you yeah. or unhealthy? You ain't going to be size wise. That was just my thing. You can just be help. And uh, hearing your story made me think about that. So yeah, we, we often talk about Clay, and I often say you really don't know how bad you felt till you feel good again. So just to speak to your point, yeah, yeah. So it 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 was really the turning point, and a lot of people don't know truly how bad they feel until they make a change. Mm-hmm. And you know, talking about like just get one year down the road, and a lot of people minimize that to it just being one year, but not a, a lot. A lot goes into that. You know, you may look at it as one year, but that's one year devoted to your health that adds 10 years to your life mm-hmm. of with your family, with your kids, with your wife, whatever that may be, whatever type of family system you have. One year of dedication and one year of hard work can add 10, 15, 20 years to your life yeah. of with your children and with your family. Like, that's important. Like, yeah. that is worth a year of hard work. Right. And, 
as you experienced, I think, it, during when you made these changes and you talk about hard work and dedication, yes, it was hard. Yes, it took commitment, but also it starts to become fun and, and right. So it wasn't like this, you know, commitment of dread and doom, right? Yeah, so tell absolutely. me a little bit about that. And so a lot of people, you know, you'll talk to, if you, if you have 10 people in the room that have all lost a hundred pounds, they'll each give you a different story of how they did it. Mm. So that's another thing that's crazy about weight loss is there's so many ways to do it. But, um, some people will tell you it was the worst time in their life and they, they ate a piece of cheese every day and they won't and sustain they, this and they won't sustain it. But as you go through it and you start seeing those results, that that becomes motivation and that becomes fun. Like I don't want to stop at Sonic on the way home anymore and get and get a number three. Just it, it's not fun anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, you start you start uh, your your um your dopamine receptors start working better for when you reward yourself for doing right mentally instead of for instead of that getting that that dopamine hit from eating something fried and greasy or bread. Or whatever, then you like you get on the scales. If you're watching weight or however you do it, I highly recommend somebody get some of the smart scales. Even if those numbers aren't 100 percent right, they're still fun to track. You know, because you because they'll they'll still track to the good or to the bad. So if you're tracking good, that is a dopamine hit. I got on the scales this morning; it was 260 even, and to have awesome. started at 320, that means 80 pounds, right? Is my math right there? Uh, no, 60. 60. 60. I'm sorry. So 60 pounds uh, lost, and you know. But that's closer to the, my first goal was two fifty. It's rewriting my, the cells of your brain. Yeah, and yeah. it just and it, it frees up, man. I'm thinking clearer than I have. I could go on. I mean, I talk about this at nauseum on here, so I hate to steal any thunder from you. But it uh, it, it's amazing. Like I said, the, the the reverse, the dopamine for doing right versus the dopamine hit for doing Absolutely. wrong. Yeah, is it, so great. Like I. I crashed off my diet Friday and ate a po'boy for the first time in forever. Yeah. And it was great. Don't get me wrong. It was amazing. Shout out to the po'boy place there in downtown Brandon. But it was, uh, I felt bad. Instead of, instead of getting the, the, the dopamine hit, I felt bad about it. Yeah. E- eating that. And that's how I want to feel about stuff like that. And, and physically too, you will, because your body is like, we don't, we don't do this anymore. Well, you know, you're, you're not numb to the the effects of that flour and the the mm-hmm. uh, harmful oils. The you're not numb to that anymore. So, how did you physically feel after you ate your Tired. Tired. Yeah, just and, and, awful. And I yeah. wanted and, and, and I wanted my follow up meal to be <laughs> unhealthy too. It wasn't. I ended up grilling steak and um, some asparagus, or whatever. But I, I'd lost my appetite. I, I took one bite of my steak. And I was done for the night. Yeah. And then I actually ended up throwing up Saturday morning. Uh. So I, I don't know if it was from the. You go a length of time eating a certain diet and staying with true nutritious food. And then that one time that you give in to those cravings. And I think is amazing. Like for me to, if I go a month, I'm going to eat something that I want to. We're human. Right. Like right. We, we're going to eat some good things and yeah. that's okay. But I think it's it's far more important to eat that and then be able to get right back on track. Yeah, it shows a lot about your discipline. Yeah, uh, that, that's the thing I'm most proud of yeah. is the discipline to get back on track. And I talk about people that are in recovery. Hey, if you have a bad, if you fall off the wagon one night, you have a bad night. That does not have to wreck your recovery just because you broke your 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 streak. I think too many people get caught up in the hundred days, two hundred days, three hundred days. Like, oh, well, I broke the streak. I might as well just stay drunk or yeah. whatever. I'm well, like, just get back on. And people do this with food, and so I like to say it. Does, 
discipline and motivation are kind of, uh, it's like white knuckling your way through. Motivation is this hype feeling that won't last. You're not going to be motivated every day. And when you think about discipline, you think about like drill sergeant and white knuckling. But if you want to commit, if you just think I'm committing myself to this. And then, like you said, the, the, the key is, um, to just know how to live your life in a way that one meal is not going to throw you off. And so, Brower, you said something a minute ago about rewriting the cells in your brain. Okay. So th- this is a type one diabetic talking. And, and so his doctors have said, XYZ, this is the life that you'll live. And when they were trying to seek, uh, health. Um, he didn't get a lot of positive reinforcement from his medical professionals. And honestly, not that they were, had any ill intention. They're just not properly trained and how to do this outside of medication. So Brower has on his own, done his own research and is learning, okay, well, how can I live well? Um, and so talk, explain a little bit more about that, rewriting the cells in your brain. Hey, actually, let's take a break real quick. Okay. And uh, hold that thought. When we come back, we'll get to uh, Brower's response. This is the Clay Edwards Show. It's our whole story health hour with Allison Noe. And our guest in the studio this morning is Brower Myers, type 1 diabetic who's lost about 80, 85 pounds uh, making right health decisions. We're going to hear more about his journey right here on the other side of the break on 103.9 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. This is our whole story health hour with co-host Allison Novi. And this segment is going to be brought to you by A1 Gear and Auto, located right out there on Highway 49 in Florence, Highway 49 South in Florence. Hey, uh, your brakes, water pump, auto repair. Hard to remember phrase that. Do you need brakes, water pump, or any general auto repair? They've got you covered. But hey, what they specialize in as the leader in the market for the last fifteen years is your ring and pinion uh, gears in the rear end, your transfer case, all that stuff on your four wheel drives. They got you covered out there. You're getting out of hunting season. You guys put your four wheel drives through hell out there, getting them big bucks. So go get them out there, get them serviced, get them taken care of at A One Gear and Auto. And again, they can do it all over there. Everything but work on diesel engines. So go see them for all your auto repair and gear, ring and pinion needs. A1 Gear and Auto, Highway 49 South in Florence. Give them a call today, 601-939-1060. All right, we are live in the Matt Kaika Flowwood Studios with Allison Noe and Brower Myers. Um, Allison, I'm going to let y'all pick back up right where you left off. Yeah, so a couple of things I want to hit. Uh, listeners are going to want to know what you did to lose 80 pounds. And I just, I can't emphasize enough what a feat this is because he is on an insulin pump. And when you are, uh, dependent on insulin, it can make it very difficult to manage your weight. And so that just speaks to the amount of commitment you've put into this. But before we went to the break, we were talking about, you know, the difference in like having to utilize this, like muster up this discipline every day um, versus just simply being committed. And then your biology, your biology and your physiology following suit. So like your body starts to appreciate the choices and it makes life a lot easier. And you said, um, once you start living a healthy lifestyle, uh, lifestyle, we're actually rewriting the cellular structure that supports how we live. So we're not having to just fight these insane cravings all the time. So explain that a little bit and then tell listeners what your health journey has looked like. Yeah. So, um, we as people have something called dopamine mm-hmm. and it increases in your brain 
when you reward yourself, when you feel happy, when something happens and you feel a sense of uh, an award from it. So for, for myself, it would be I would be in class. I can't wait to get to lunch. My dopamine levels would start rising, and then I would crash after I would eat. Mm-hmm. Extreme, extreme fatigue right after lunch. And so once you start making better, better choices, better decisions about your health, and so just like Clay mentioned earlier when he stepped on the scale this morning and saw that he had lost 60 pounds, his dopamine levels went up. So your body starts to learn. I was, I was tired. I didn't feel like getting up this morning with the time change, and I decided to step on the scales on my way to the bathroom. And I was like, I don't even need a cup of coffee this morning. I'm on, yeah. It's on. Let's go. So you, your body starts learning, okay, I need to go back to that original source of whatever increased my dopamine levels. So for for me, it was seeing that I was losing weight. It was that I was making good decisions. So that's more sustainable over a longer period of time because your dopamine systems in your brain are being rewarded by good choices. That is what's bringing you happiness. That's what's bringing um, your sense of accomplishment. And so I think that's very important um, to know structurally that, okay, if I just do this for a month. Yep. Yep. So you do have to commit for a month because our old reward systems are, I'm going to get out of class and I'm going to eat a Snickers bar. Or, you know, when I get um, on this break at work, I'm going to go grab um, a Frappuccino that's, you know, so full of sugar that it's basically five Snickers bar. Um, You know, so we're rewarding ourselves with sugar and then we commit, okay, I'm going to spend a month being super intentional about what I eat. um, And then our rewards become different. And so you're saying that 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 played into um, your overall change, right? Oh, Oh, absolutely. Because when you're when you have the thought, oh, I really could use something from Sonic. Well, then your body knows that that will not bring back that dopamine level. Your body longs for that dopamine level to yep. be increased. Yep. So it's let me go get a salad from Nukes. That's gonna overall affect me a whole lot better because it's gonna increase that dopamine level. So your body is gonna make decisions for you without you even being conscious of it. Yeah. And and also, so dopamine and blood sugar, right? They 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 work together. Uh uh an increase in in blood sugar initially will hit that dopamine receptor. Sugar. And so your brain your brain runs off um of sugar, of glucose. Uh-huh. Glucose is a major particle in the brain. Uh-huh. So those peaked levels of high blood sugar, um, extreme low levels of blood sugar, an uncontrolled diabetic over time is damaging your brain. Yeah, because there is a we have a blood sugar regula- regulatory system in our body, but we also have a brain sugar regulatory system. And when so you mentioned um dementia and Alzheimer's on the break, um, it is now touted as type three diabetes dementia and Alzheimer's or Alzheimer's and it's directly related to um, this brain sugar that when you're when you're having these constant spikes these high highs and these low lows of blood sugar and brain sugar um, this creates uh, this metabolic chaos in our body and it is undoubtedly um, a huge contributor to dementia absolutely and you look at the overall rate of Alzheimer's and dementia in today's age is increasingly getting higher. Yeah. And it's because of the amount of lifestyle choices people are making at a younger age. Yep. 
You and, know, one of, one, one of my biggest, I'm sorry, you mentioned about Alzheimer's and stuff, and that's been one of my biggest fears. Lately. I know I'm going to have to work to the day I die, just the way my financial, the way my bank account's set up. is I'll, I'll be working till the day I die. I don't need my, my, I don't need my, how do I say this, my life stand to exceed my health. Mm-hmm. You know, like I need to be able to be healthy enough that I'm not homeless. Yeah. When, I, when I'm old yeah. because because I, I can't work because I have bad health or whatever the case may be is we all live to be older but we're living to be an unhealthy older it's like we're, I don't mean to be morbid here but we're not dying we're, we're just we're, a lot of us are just getting old and very very unhealthy or, or you have the mental health side yeah you know the, from the Alzheimer's and stuff like that yeah Sean Stevenson nailed it when he said we're not living longer we're dying longer mm-hmm. and we're becoming dependent on people um, at a much earlier age and Brower hit a, a really important point um these massive glucose spikes are coming at such earlier ages now because all of kids food is you know it's sugar 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 Mm. sugar um and research shows the more you have these massive glucose spikes and drops multiple times a day the shorter your lifespan is overall um certainly the shorter the quality of your life is and um so we're kind of getting off on a rabbit trail but you're exactly right it is uh alzheimer's and dementia was once believed to be you know just this thing that you can't avoid it's Mm -hmm. either you're genetically predisposed or it's just going to happen as part of old age. But we actually have a lot more control over just about every chronic disease. And here Brower is, he was diagnosed with type 1 where he has no control um, over what his pancreas is doing, yet he has complete control over now his a healthy weight, a healthy blood sugar level, and his life. Um, so what are some of the things that you did to start managing your health and not only losing weight, but stabilizing your insulin and blood sugar so that um, that you weren't contributing to the problem? Absolutely. And I tell people all the time, you know, genetics, load the gun, diet and lifestyle, pull the trigger. And um, so I think for for anyone um, to achieve maximum health and, you know, any type of health and lifestyle goal, you have to have a why. Mm -hmm. And so my why, to be to just be honest with you, is that my my life with the Lord is priority for me. And to be able to do what the Lord has called me to do, I have to be healthy. Mm. And so um, just giving him all the glory and all the praise and all the honor for what everything that he's done for me is is the why behind everything. And living a healthy life and being diagnosed with diabetes, and um, I had to make a change. And so um, I, I had to figure out how to eat, how to be healthy, how to be physically active at a sustainable rate. Right. That is the biggest problem. And so one way that I found to be helpful is to change your environment, change the people you're around. You know, I I tell people all the time that people um, unconsciously don't have uh, your best intentions. You're going to be the average of the five people that you're around. People don't have your best intentions, not on purpose. But just well, because there's the, it's all self. Absolutely, everybody is. It's yeah. a so, Yeah, yeah. But if if somebody is feeling insecure because they're not making great health choices, that you're right, they inevitably, accidentally, yeah. are wanting you to make Absolutely. poor health choices as well. Misery loves company. Yeah. So I think um, you know just the support of my family, my parents, 
but um you are amazing by i the way. made um some big some big health goals and i achieved them and so i started with with something easy like i'm going to cut out all carbonation this week and so i got to that goal that dopamine level increased yep okay i, I achieved that i can do more so this week is going to be no carbonation no fried food Bam, I achieved that. So now I said, okay, I'm going to start focusing my nutrition. I'm going to start focusing on my macronutrients, which inevitably help your blood sugar. Mm -hmm. So if you look at the quality of food that you eat, just like you said earlier, if it comes in a box, it's processed, and it's going to spike your blood sugar levels, which inevitably is going to increase your insulin levels, even for someone who's not diabetic. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, But taking control of what you eat and understanding that, this is just food. It's just food. Don't live to eat. Live, eat to live. And every meal, the biggest thing for me was every meal ain't got to be my best meal. Sometimes yeah. I can just, just get full, Clay. Just just serve the purpose. Give your body some energy. Yeah. yeah. Every meal doesn't have to be an Instagram post, a, a Facebook post like, ha, oh, look what I ate. And now I still do that, but it's with healthier stuff or, yeah. or and whatever. So And having the knowledge of what food. Of what each individual food does for you. Or against you. Or or against you. we got to take a break real quick. Absolutely. We'll come back. We'll land the plane for the day. Stay tuned. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Allison Oe and Brower Meyer. We'll be right back. So what are some things you want to hear? Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back in. This is the last couple minutes of the day here on the Clay Edwards Show. I'm joined in the studio, the Mac Hike of Flowood Studios by Allison Noe and Brower Meyer. I'm going to pass the mic over and let Allison land the plane for us with our guest. So I wanted to just kind of wrap it up with emphasizing that do that one thing. So you picked one thing a week. And I think that's so important because when we think about getting healthy, it's so easy to feel overwhelmed. Like we've got to change everything about our life all at mm-hmm. once. And if you don't have someone that's literally there to help walk you through every step of the way, then that feels merely impossible. But if you are alone in this journey, but you know, you've got to do something right now, focus on one thing, master that then add something else in just like you were doing. Absolutely. And so we're not talking about a diet here. We're talking about a, a lifestyle. lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And so that can take up to a year to form, you know, a yeah. consistent lifestyle. So a lot of people, you know, I, I try, I tried to diet and you know, two weeks down the road, I, I'm, I'm back to my, my old normal self. Well, it's because you're, you're going from one lifestyle and then jumping into only water, only vegetables, only yep. only natural carbs, that's not sustainable. You cannot do that as a human being. Right. It has to be progress and it has to be step by step. You know, the old fashioned statement of baby steps. Yeah. And so that leads into a successful lifestyle. I quit going in gas stations. I started paying at the pump because I'd walk in and just be bombarded with an, an array All of every temptation. sweet thing in the world. It's like, oh, you know, just attack, attack, attack. I was, we were being attacked when we walk in yep. those places. Last thing, you can't look at this as like you're only going to have to do something for one year. You, your, your nutrition, your health will always ever be evolving. This is a lifestyle for the yeah. rest of your right. life. Brower, thank you. Allison, thank you. thank you. Podcast will be available here shortly. Search Clay Edwards Show. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.